third season of the co-production podcast brought to you by Cineropa and Perimage. I am still Domenico and today's episode we are discussing the co-production of Arsenia, an amazing afterlife, a documentary directed by Alexandru Solomon. And to speak about this collaboration between Romania and Luxembourg, I have the pleasure to welcome co-producers of the film today. Welcome. Thank you for accepting our invitation. It's always great uh, to also speak from countries that we never spoke about. I think Romania is a first timer uh, in the co-production podcast, if I'm not uh, mistaken. Uh, we will start by introducing you, Ada. You are representing uh, the production company uh, Microfilm and High Film Productions in Romania. Welcome. Hello. Thank you very much for inviting us. And I'm quite surprised that uh, um, it's the first time Romania is uh, featured in, uh, in this uh, podcast, because actually we have quite a history of co-productions and uh, in working with our image, it's a big, big support for us. Sometimes it's really impossible to finish the films at the standards that, uh, that we wanted without this kind of support. So, Ada, can you tell us a little bit about uh, your production company? We are representing uh, Microfilm. Microfilm is a collective of producers. We are working uh, together and we try to develop a variety of uh, projects. The company is active for the last 10 years and... Um, among our productions, uh, one can find the Golden Bear winner, uh, Bad Luck Banging or Looney Porn by Radu Jude, or um, another uh, co-production, uh, Ivana the Terrible, um, that was awarded in Locarno, the jury prize in, C in Cinasti del Presente, and uh, so on and so forth. Um, our last uh, adventure, it's a Romanian, Polish, German um, film that just premiered in Forum um, in Berlinale and is called Mamalia and it's the debut feature of Sebastian Mihailescu. Thank you. Also with us today we have Paul. Paul, you are uh, from Luxembourg and you are representing your own production company and distribution company, PTD Distribution. My company is uh, 30 years old uh, this year. In April, we are going to have maybe an anniversary. So existing since 1993, and although we are called distributions, we are basically producing. I mean, we also distribute. We were very active in the beginning of our existence in distributing, for instance, documentary films. For instance, Michael Glavogo from, uh, from Austria, uh, his films, and... One film that I was very proud of, and uh, this makes sense, that was Aleku Solomon's uh, documentary Cold Waves, which I co-produced, and that was in 2007. If I mean, a little bit earlier. I mean, we started in 2005 or six when I met Alexandru for the first time at Vision du Riel. He was pitching another project, which I wanted to be involved, and uh, he offered me to go uh, to join the club of Cold Waves, and I was really happy to co-produced that film. And it took a long time until we got together, but uh, now we did it again. That's great. So that was the beginning of your uh, collaboration. So Ada, maybe you can tell us a little bit more about uh, the documentary, the story and the topic that uh, it is addressing. Actually, the, the, whole, uh, the whole project started with a, 
um, with a question, why are people turning more and more towards irrational uh, conspirationist theories and uh, looking for miracles? Is this something that it's coming from the attraction of this or is just a reaction of on despair or um lack of confidence in any other uh, material uh, things around uh, is it a reaction to the um, lack of interest towards politics um, lack of uh, social security uh, lack of confidence in the health system in the education system and so on and so forth so this were uh, the the things that trigger uh, the the subject And uh, we decided to explore these big questions that are not at all local. I mean, of course, they are uh, rooted in our own experience here in Romania, but it's a phenomenon that it's really global. And uh, we decided to to embark in a kind of um, fake uh, pilgrimage or um, scent pilgrimage Uh, with uh, with a bunch of uh, believers, um, real believers, um, and to follow the steps of this um, uh, contemporary um, uh, local saint, a dead monk uh, called Arsenia Boca. And this is a real figure, a historical figure. This is a real figure, yeah, and we wanted to to attach to uh, to this figure that is very very present uh, in nowadays Romania. You can find his uh, picture in um, uh, accounting offices, uh, in uh, medical offices, everywhere on the streets. Uh, every we we call it like the first proto-influencer of Romania and he still is one of the most um, uh, notorious influencer in our country. That's very interesting. Paul, what, what was the main appeal for you to join this project? I understand the collaboration is important and you already know, knew your partners, but uh, what about the topic? Well, the topic is interesting for a Luxembourgish guy. We are a very Catholic country or we were a very Catholic country and uh, we have this phenomena, uh, maybe not uh, at the same time as I was discovering it, but it's always great to, uh, first of all, to see films uh, made by Alec, who I was following uh, his other films he did. And for me, it was, I mean, the topic would not, uh, uh, it's not playing a, an, an, an important, um, it's not an important role for me as long as it's Alec who doing the film. I know his qualities. I know how, how he's going through it with, a lot of sensitivity with his humor sometimes. I mean, there's always, uh, he, he has a way of, of doing films and I was not disappointed by this one. I mean, we have also in Luxembourg, we have, for instance, also a very important Portuguese community. We have these pilgrimages uh, in the north of the country to Fatima. Uh, we are ourselves uh, very, very dependent on uh, the, the, the Mary uh, um, um, figure of, uh, of the Catholic Church. So we have all these pilgrimages, but we, this was, uh, was quite interesting because with COVID, etc., it was giving even an, an, another note to the, to the whole film. 
And how did you organize the, the collaboration? What, what is, for example, the budget of the film? Let's start with that, Ada. It's um, approximately 350,000 euros. And uh, this is an interesting thing because in order to be able to participate in the specific scheme that, um, that we, um, we picked uh, for uh, in Luxembourg, uh, meaning uh, Sina word, we have to have a budget that is not uh, higher than 350,000 uh, euros. Otherwise, we, we would have gone to, through another scheme and it's much more complicated and so. We were close to this, but in the same time, we stayed quite um, um, uh, conscious and uh, attentive to not, to not to go with the budget uh, over this amount. And um, that was uh, one interesting aspect of uh, of the collaboration. I never set uh, the limits of a, of a budget like this, and usually, of course, the financial plan is uh, is following an existing budget and not the other way around uh, to limit it through this kind of um, uh, limitation. Paul, uh, Ada was mentioning a specific scheme in uh, Luxembourg. We haven't uh, talked about it yet on the podcast. So can you elaborate a little bit on that? Yeah, that's Cineworld. Uh, Cineworld is there for a few years now. It was at one point even interrupted shortly and uh, um, uh, reassigned again because it's a very important, really very important uh, scheme for us. We have uh, Filmfund Luxembourg, the selective scheme that's can be a lot of money that we can invest. It's up to 3 million for a majority production and it's 1.5 million. We can uh, invest in a co-production, in a minority co-production. And But we saw that many, many countries have not these large, big budgets, but there's many, many countries where there's great films made and they do it for budgets which which are around a million, a million or a million five. And this is what Cineworld is about. It helps us to invest smaller amount of money. It's 200,000 maximum for fiction and it's 55,000 maximum for documentaries for seeing that these fiction or documentaries uh, respect this budget. It's 350 actually what Ada said for documentaries, it's 1.5 million maximum budget for fiction. And this allowed us, for instance, to win a golden bear with Ada and uh, Radu Jude. Um, and, and we are, we are now able to produce, co-produce, minority co-produce really important uh, films and films that uh, we, we couldn't uh, get involved in with the other scheme. So it's, it's, we are all very happy with this. We have only two applications per year and we can only have one uh, application, when one film each time. So we have to be very careful to select the projects. But uh, we have the feeling that, that we are helping a lot. Uh, this money has to be only partly spent in Luxembourg. That's the interesting part because almost half of the money can be spent abroad. So we could send some money uh, and we could pay uh, some some invoices of other which she had in Romania for this film, and and the rest was spent uh, basically on on sound work that we did in Luxembourg. It was an important work, and so so we spread the, the work like that. 
so the film, of course, is shot on location in, in Romania. Uh, the, um, the original language is also a Romanian language. But um, did you did you put specific uh, you and also your husband, the director, uh, specific uh, work on making uh, this documentary as internationally appealing as possible, knowing that these days, because of the influence of the platforms and, and Netflix and so forth, uh, the language of documentary has changed a lot as well. Yes, yes, it's a, well, I think it's a daring film, but it's captivating, it's fascinating, it's uh, uh, triggering curiosity, and uh, it's funny sometimes, but it's also something that, uh, that it's part of our credo, and here I include, uh, I include our co-producers, that our films should be meaningful. They have to raise questions and create awareness uh, into the viewer. And this is our main uh, main issue and our main uh, link to the audiences from all over the world, that the films are emotional enough, are interesting enough and uh, coherent enough to raise the, the curiosity, the awareness and the desire of the public to, to search further on when the movie is finished, N- not just to stay with this one hour and a half in this universe, but to want to, to, want to know more, to explore more, to think more, uh, even uh, on an intimate level about themselves of how do I do things, how do I feel about things. And um, uh, continuing on this, I would say that this was a process that um, um, was all the time um, uh, in conjunction with with our co-producer because we don't do like one part is in Romania and this is our responsibility and we don't discuss uh, this. Uh, and this is in Luxembourg, and I don't care what they are doing there uh, as long as they deliver. The things are much more interlaced, and that's why, for me, it's very important that um, uh, that the partners that I have, I, I, I don't really like the, the word co-producers because it's too technical. Actually, we are partners in this journey, uh, and together with a director, um, we... We, we, we build around and we discuss and we pick the best solutions for the project. And we always evaluate together what's more uh, beneficial uh, for the project and stays in balance uh, for, the, for the pocket, uh, you know, and uh, in, uh, how, to, how to be as efficient as, as possible. And also, the, there are many there are many issues uh, nowadays that um, that are involved in this process because it's not only the production itself; it's all the other elements. How much we travel, how much uh, we 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 spend, how are we looking into the planet, uh, and um, how to most efficiently do things at distance. But in the same time, um, stay uh, stay sustainable, as to as to say. So, uh, for instance, um, even though um, the the sound work was uh, mainly done in in Luxembourg, um, at a certain point uh, we decided that we need a second session for uh, for the mixing. We did the first 
let's say the the premix uh, in Luxembourg, and then we uh, we were left with some work to be done, and uh, it would have involved a second journey of the director to Luxembourg, and we decided to skip this and to to stay online and to do it at distance from a studio in Romania in a direct relation with a studio in Luxembourg. And this saved not money because at the end of the day, it's not such a, a cost, uh, a trip and, uh, and uh, some accommodation, but uh, it, saved, uh, it saved really the, um, uh, the other elements that are coming with the physical uh, travel and uh, all this. Yeah, sure enough, COVID also taught us to work differently. I'm reminding uh, the auditors that we are recording this podcast online as well. Uh, just a few years ago, it would not have been possible. We would have had to be in the same room and, and discuss around the table, which is also nice, but uh, uh, we can always, uh, not always do that uh, in Europe. Um, you were mentioning uh, several issues during the shoot. Would you say that uh, this project is one of the easy ones you had to handle, or as we know, making a film is also facing a lot of challenges. Uh, you you had more problems on, on this specific problem, uh, project. Well, it's not more, but you know, uh, the 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 beauty of uh, of our work in the film uh, in the film world uh, is that um, no experience it's and no project it's the same i mean two projects are never the same the challenges that you have to face and the solutions the creative solutions also that you have to find are different every time and uh, this one made no uh, no difference in terms of uh, well having the pandemic uh, during the the shooting and the during the setup of the project finding the right Uh, it was also a um, creative choice because people are speaking and are not speaking about, uh, about these subjects uh, or uh, opening themselves in front of the camera. Um, and the, well, that's a, a normal challenge towards a documentary and a sensitive matter documentary. Um, but in this case we we've tried different ways uh with having the director in the first uh, the first approach was to to have the director integrated in uh, regular pilgrimages and observe and uh, start a conversation with uh, with characters uh with with the real pilgrims um but this didn't work at a certain point and then all the distancing and all the interruptions that were generated by the pandemic um forced us to to choose another pass and and find another way to do it and and so on and so forth i mean it was challenging as usual but it was exciting as well and we are very very pleased with uh, with the result And uh, Paul, considering also your experience as a distributor, um, have you already, I guess you already thought about how this film will travel, how you will show this film to an audience, not only in Luxembourg and Romania, but also uh, in a much larger uh, broadcast. Can you tell us a little bit about that? 
No, that, that's what we didn't do so far because it's uh, it's uh, that's something that we leave to other. Uh, as much as I know, um, uh, they are always very active. Also, I mean, Aleku is very active. We did not speak about uh, the international distribution. I'm doing this sometimes. I'm not really sure if we have decided yet uh, who is going to do it. But uh, I think the, the the main part was. Um, first of all, to uh, to have the film, and then also um, uh, to be happy with the film, and then uh, start start the work of distribution. I um, I'm looking at Ada. Um, is that right? Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, um, um, we are in the process, and as you were mentioning, uh, Domenico, earlier, it's so difficult to uh, uh, to to break through. With a documentary in a in a, a, a small circulation language uh, internationally, so our strategy and especially for this kind of of, of small films, uh, so to say, um, the our our real um, um, leverage would be to uh, to start in a in an important uh, film festival. And from there to take over. It's true that more and more today, the distributors, even the ones that really know the director and uh, had a very good relation before or so on and so forth, um, they are reluctant to commit until we have this kind of exposure in a festival yeah so we are in the process we started to approach and to introduce the project but in the same time we started the process of applying to festivals and uh, um, to see where we will be and who will be the best partner depending also on which festival we will start because this is also depending i mean if we will start in a in a documentary film festival it will be most um, uh, likely to uh, to have a documentary distrib- uh, international sales but if we will start in a generalist uh, festival and as the film is a hybrid it's not a, a classic documentary. It's a it's a real hybrid. Um, then probably we will we will go on with a with a art house um, um, generalist, so to say, um, uh, sales agent. That's the ideas. And generally speaking, also from from our side, generally speaking, what is uh, important to say, I I'd rather not be involved in distribution when I co-produce the film. We of course do a job when we see that uh, we don't get a major distributor taking it because we we are a small uh, distribution company. We are very committed if we do a job uh, with films, but it's always better to have an. And a distributor which is really specialized in these films than to do uh, the distribution ourselves. But in the worst case, we are going to work with the film. Uh, if if nobody picks it up, we are going to sell it ourselves. I'm, I'm sure of that. But I'm also sure the film will be picked up. I mean, uh, it has all the ingredients uh, to be a, a success or to be at least appealing to an international audience because I'm sitting now in Belgium, you are in Luxembourg, you are in Romania, and we are uh, everybody here is interested uh, in the film. So 
It's already time to conclude this conversation. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please feel free to subscribe to the Co-Production Podcast on Apple Music, Spotify, Google, or Amazon Music, whatever platform you are using usually. I want to thank Creative Europe for supporting Cineropa over the years, more than 20 years now, and Eurimage, of course, for backing up this program for the third season in a row. And of course, Ada and Paul, thank you very much for accepting to be our guest. It was a pleasure to talk to you about uh, this project. We're really looking forward to see Arsenia, an amazing afterlife. And please keep collaborating. You're very good collaborators and if not co-producers, uh, Ada, please keep making films for us to enjoy. Bye-bye. <laughs>